cats, I would say, they're like psychotic, murderous psychopaths on four legs. The average outdoor cat kills like 12 to 14 animals a day. Chicken necks, duck necks. My dogs get multiple frozen raw necks a week. We always focus on what we're feeding our dogs, but not how we're feeding our dogs. A lot of times people put a bowl in a corner of the room. I mean, how would you like to eat with your head in a corner, like up against the wall? That would suck. A lot of times dogs get all this indigestion or they're vomiting, or having all these blow, all these digestive issues. And honestly, it's just because they're eating out of a bowl. Welcome back to the All For Nothing podcast show. Heck yeah. We got thanks. Anthony in the house. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Let's go, bro. Yeah, I'm thanks stoked. for coming here. Oh, there we go. There, there we go. Boom. Got these mics. I'm not going to lie. I walked into the bathroom and I went to wash my hands and I see like tampons and pads there and I freaked out at a moment of panic that I walked into the wrong bathroom. You thought you were on shrooms again like you I were thought I was that. on shrooms again. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. Bro, yeah, I wanted you to... Uh, yeah, you like those Celsius, huh? Yeah, should I advertise? No, I'm not sponsored, but... Yeah, send that check, Celsius. You know, um, I try not to do them too often, but damn, they're good. They're real good, and they make me feel good. If it's got caffeine in it, there's a good chance I'm giving it a yeah, shot. Yeah, I feel like this has got caffeine. I feel like it's got some other <laughs> stuff in here, too. I don't know. There's something in here. Bro, I wanted but you I to like come it. on because everyone's got a dog. Everyone's got a pet these days. And what you're doing with fangs and fur is super interesting to me because people are having kids later in life. Like I said, everyone almost has a pet now and we treat our oh, pets. Yeah. Shout out to Poppy. Poppy actually Poppy. requested you to come on. That's who it was. Poppy, I don't believe that because I don't <laughs> think I've ever pet him. He's like, get the fuck away from me, man. He's the only dog in the shop that's like, he's not like get away from me, but he's like, dude, I could do with or without you. Oh yeah. I'd rather not have you around. Kind He's of like, what he's do you like, got for yeah. me? Yeah. He goes, oh, cool. You got yeah. rabbit feet. And sometimes he'll take it. Sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you got to earn that. He's, he's his own dude. But dude, let's, uh, let's kind of start there with fangs and fur. Like I yeah. said, people have pets now. I yeah. mean, we treat Poppy like a, a kid. People are having kids later in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, a lot I'm of interested. people are even like, yeah, or not even having kids. Just, I've, I got a couple of friends that don't have kids. They just have dogs. You know, so we, I'll kind of give you like the background to, to fangs and fur. So we, we, I got, I went to OU, mm-hmm. um, Ohio University that is, and graduated there in operations um, actually a political science degree and minored in Russian, but went into operations like hotel, hospitality management. Um, and anyways, moved out to Seattle. I got an Australian shepherd cause I thought it was a good idea at the time. Uh, you know, in a 300 square foot apartment in Seattle. Um, anyways, like we got him and he, he had all kinds of digestive issues. Like, you know, the, the veterinarian was trying to put him on all these different kinds of kibble, this processed food. And it was just, I mean, it was like months of just pure diarrhea. And if anyone has like a dog, like, like your dude, or anyone that has like a dog that has long hair, mm-hmm. diarrhea is a nightmare. Um, and I was like, what is going on? And he was like, no energy. He was getting other sicknesses and ailments that is just, he was just a mess. And he was like not even six months old at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, I walked into a a pet store. So they, they had have all these prescription diets and they weren't really working, right? And he didn't even like them, right? Um, and so I walked into a pet store called Mud Bay, which is kind of like a, more like a holistic kind of, uh, it's, not, it's a chain now. Now they have multiple locations in, in, in Washington and I think in Oregon as well. But I remember I walked in there and a the lady was like, well, if you had a pet snake, what would you feed it? And I was like, oh yeah, like a mouse. She's like, why wouldn't you do the same thing for your dog? And that was the first time it clicked to me. It's like, oh yeah, like our dogs aren't supposed to be eating bags of corn. You know what I mean? And 
And so you look at a dog's teeth, right? Like it, like you look at their physiology and it's like you, they have sharp teeth from the front to the back. Like there's not one flat molar in there. Like you have like us or like goats or like horses. They all, we all have flat molars to grind down plant matter. Carnivores don't have that. It's sharp teeth from the front to back, right? So there's that. They have super acidic stomachs, you know, meant to, it's like their pH in their stomachs close to one, which is really acidic and to break down bone and, and, you know, pathogenic bacteria and things like that. Which humans is like nine. Closer, it's up there. Yeah, yeah. it's higher. Yeah. Uh, much higher. And so, and the way they hold food in their stomach, they they actually do like an acid wash in their stomach for a long time. So like the food stays in their stomach for a long time and then they just spit it out. So it doesn't, if there's pathogens or anything in there, it doesn't really affect them because they get it out really quickly. And the acid wash kills pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, anyways, and just the, their whole physiology is telling us they're not supposed to be eating these processed pellets of carbohydrates. And so anyways, I put him on a, we, I got like a Northwest Naturals raw patty and like it was within 24 hours, he was a different dog. Um, behavior, his uh, breath, his stools, um, you know, skin and coat. I mean, mm-hmm. some of that stuff happened after a couple of weeks of doing it, but I mean, there were some immediate changes. And then all of a sudden I'm, I'm converting all these people that I work with. I'm converting their dogs into raw food. I'm like, why don't I just, I should do this. Like, I love doing this. I could talk about pet food, pet nutrition all day. I went and got some certifications in, in pet nutrition and canine nutrition. Moved back to uh, bit the bullet and moved back to Ohio. We had moved to, uh, we were in Seattle at the time. Then we moved to California for a few years. Um, was actually going to do this in Santa Barbara. Mm. Um, but the rent was like astronomical there. And then we had just had our second kid. And so we're like, you know what? Let's move back to Ohio. Um, I think I can, I think this would be really successful, a really good concept there. It's fresh. It's brand new. No one's doing it. Um, and we did it. So we opened it up and we opened it up and then COVID hit. Mm. So the old vid. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, bro. Like our gut and our brain are connected mm-hmm. at least as humans when we're in the womb and then eventually, yeah. you know, it separates, but that's where our serotonin, our, our happy yeah. is created yeah. is in our gut. So right. When you eat something healthy over a long period of time and you live a healthy lifestyle, you feel better. You're happier. People that don't eat so healthy or if you eat that that cheat meal or you're living yeah. a cheat lifestyle, yeah. you're lower energy, lower frequency. It. Yeah. And well, it's dogs, the same with pets, right? Well, what's interesting is dogs and cats, they have, they have zero requirement for carbohydrates. So they don't need carbohydrates whatsoever. Um, mm. But- if you look at like, you look at a bag of processed food or kibble, I call it kibble. You'll see, you look at the guaranteed analysis and you see protein, fat, moisture, ash. They might put fiber on there, um, but you don't see carbohydrates because legally they don't have to put it on there because um, they don't want you to know that you're paying for a bag of corn or if it's grain free, it's still a bunch of carbohydrates. You're using peas and legumes and all this yeah. other crap that dogs don't need. And so the, the whole marketing with pet food too is very tricky to get around. You know, you, there's, they do ingredient splitting. So you'll see pea, pea flour, pea starch, pea protein, because it's by weight. So they move everything down the list by doing that. So it, if they didn't, it'd be the first ingredient. So a lot of times people think they do their homework and they're like, okay, here's the ingredient. The first ingredient is chicken, but it's all, it's all marketing, even in the ingredients and the way they list it. But going back to your point, like, you know, dogs, behavior, I didn't even talk about that. So when you feed a dog, but so our primary 
concept is raw food, what we call species appropriate food. So meat, bone, organ, and then they, they do use some like low glycemic vegetables, fruits and vegetables in there, like less than 2% carbohydrates. But we work with a lot of trainers because a lot of trainers notice the difference in dogs' behavior when they're on raw food. Mm. Um, and there was a myth out there a long time. I, I think it's still out there, but um, people are like, oh, if I feed my dog raw food, he's going to be like bloodthirsty and aggressive and like all this stupid stuff that you know, is not backed by science yeah. at all. Actually, it's quite the opposite. Um, so when you feed a dog like a, a protein and f like mostly protein and fat meal, mm -hmm. that's like, I always say, it's like throwing an oak log on a fire and just having like a nice healthy burn, right? Yeah. Just a nice, slow, healthy energy, a much easier trained dog. When you throw kibble, when you get through kibble in a bowl, I mean, all those carbohydrates, I mean, most kibble is 40 to 60% carbohydrates, which is ridiculous for an animal that has zero requirements for carbohydrates. You're going to feed it 40 to 60%. That's a lot for human seed. Yeah. You know, and all those carbohydrates convert to sugar in the body. And now that dog is going bonkers, anxiousness, anxiety, aggression, turns to aggression, you know, all these, all these issues that we see now. So what behavior. people thought that their dogs would turn into by eating raw meat, I mean, eating raw food and eating like actual nutritious food. Mm. Well, my dog's going to start attacking the neighbor's dog or attacking yeah, the neighbor. The time. Which my dog already does that. <laughs> raw food or he's not, my dog's dog. attacking your ass. <laughs> yeah, he's just a bad dog. Yeah. And then I got guys like you that are like, oh, well, I can train him. I'm like, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. train. I want he's, him to hate everyone. Wanna, <laughs> yeah, I don't want nothing to do with you, man. I want to live my own life. Yeah, he yeah. don't. Poppy don't care. No. But it, it is crazy though. Like we even noticed too, like he has like the tear in his eyes. So yeah. like we can see that if we go like on a vacation or I'm like speaking somewhere on, on a business uh, trip and he eats like dry food, if one of our family members yeah. can't kind of keep up yeah. with the routine that we create, yeah, you can see like his, his uh, tears in his eyes yeah. and you could just see his gut health is not where it needs to be. His yeah. energy levels well, those are low. White dogs, you can see that it's, that's yeast. Yeah. Right. And okay. so what does yeast, so yeast and cancer both feed on sugar. This is why there's such a, a, a pandemic with, with cancer in dogs, right? Um, yeah. I mean, it's out of control. Uh, cancer, diabetes, obesity. Most dogs you see on the street are, you know, definitely overweight. Periodontal disease. 80% of dogs have periodontal disease before they're three. So that's, it's like a dental gum disease, right? Okay. In dogs. And so their teeth are rotting. I always, I always tell people, Dogs aren't supposed to be gross. Like we've just come as Americans, we have just come accustomed to dogs just being fucking gross. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Like if you go to the dog park and you pet a dog, you, there's like this greasy film on your hands. Like, what is that? And then, and then their teeth are rotting out of their mouth and then they're shitting these cow pies, like, you know, that big. It's like, what? Like, that's not like, none of that is supposed to be happening. Yeah. And that's all directly linked to the diet. But anyways, going, you got me off topic, but the, the, the yeast, um, you see that a lot in dogs because all the, um, all those carbohydrates convert to sugar and just directly feed the yeast again in the gut and it proliferates. It's got a, it's got a food source now, a really good food source for the yeast and it just proliferates. And it, you see those, that, um, they kind of smell like Fritos. The dogs start smelling like Fritos a little bit. You start seeing that, that rust color in the eyes or the ears or in the pits, base of the tail, things like that. So what, um, share like some products that you guys have, like what, what's a foundational level that people can start with for their, their pets. They want their pets to look better, feel better, live longer. 
uh, behave better? Like yeah. what's a good starting point? Like for, her, for a and human, it's like, yo, we need to eat protein dominant food, yeah. control calories, remove seed oils, yeah. things like that. Right. Yeah. It's funny. I've changed. I mean, I've been, it's like controversial to say this, but I've been animal based for probably like a year and a half. And it was only meant to be like for like a month. I was like, I'm just going to try this for a month and see how I feel. And I was like, I feel fucking great. I'm never, and I've never gone back. I was like, this is just what, I mean, I still eat some like whole fruits and vegetables, but. I haven't seen you consume anything other than Celsius. Yeah, pretty much. So that's my, <laughs> that's my secret uh, ingredient there. You're but, just eating dogs all day? Yeah, pretty much. Just eating, eating client dogs? Eating dog food, <laughs> eating the raw food. But um, yeah, so the first thing that people can do, I mean, you know, we always tell people, so we sell a lot of raw goat milk, which is, it's interesting. Um, but for me, I have a lot of people, so we do sell one brand of kibble. Mm -hmm. uh, most, we have seven double door freezers um, of just raw food or gently cooked food. Um, and then we have one brand of kibble that we sell Farmina as the kibble that we sell. Uh, it's an Italian company. They just, the EU just has higher standards of pet food than we do. And so I have a lot of people that come in and get their bag of kibble. They get their goat milk and they're out the door. And even that, little as that, I feel good about because I know the dog's getting from the goat milk, they're getting moisture back in their food. So kibble, you're seven, seven to 10% moisture. So I always tell people like, imagine just eating dry cereal all day, every day. Mm -hmm. Like you're just gonna be dehydrated 24 seven. Um, so you're adding moisture back in, you're adding probiotics because that food, that kibble is cooked at 400 degrees. So there's nothing left in there. Yeah. There's definitely no probiotics and there's definitely no enzymes. Enzymes get cooked out at 117. So that goat milk, just by adding the raw goat milk back in there adds all three of those things. Um, and the enzymes are really important because I mean, this is another issue. Our dogs are aging so much faster now. Dogs, are, we're just kind of becoming accustomed to our dogs dying at like eight, nine, 10 and really slowing down. And a lot of this, they attribute to just not getting enzymes in their diet because now their pancreas, because it's not the, the digestive enzymes isn't in their food. It's not like fresh food. So their pancreas has to produce all these enzymes to, to digest it and assimilate the nutrients. Well, they have a limited capability of doing that. So like usually around seven to nine years of age, um, they start, their pancreas is like, I can't do this anymore. I give up. And they're not breaking down their food and absorbing the nutrients like they should. And they start slowing down and start having all these health issues and eventually kick it. Yeah. I mean, sugar, there's a direct correlation yeah. in humans to having diabetes, cancer. Mm -hmm. I mean, sugar feeds off all that in a direct correlation. Yeah. Uh, we know sugar is bad. Yeah. Sugar is <laughs> like, I mean. But people don't look at kibble and think sugar. Because they, but they don't realize that they don't have to put carbohydrates on the yeah. bag of yeah. which converts into sugar. A lot sugar. of people don't even know carbohydrates do that. Yeah. Right. So again, and then, and then, and then they don't even put the carbohydrate count. So it's really well hidden. So goat milk, uh, goat milk's a good starter. We call it like a, we call it like, um, the starter drug really. Like it's just like the gateway drug, right? Dogs usually love it too for picky dogs. It's super palatable. Um, it's just a good way to get some fresh food, you know, some a fresh whole food in their diet. There's some dogs that have like extreme pancreatitis or EPI and all they can eat is goat milk. Mm. So um, it's a, it's a whole food source for them. It's, it's really awesome. But, you know, I always tell people too, like we have a lot of people that do maybe 20% raw with kibble. Mm -hmm. um, people think a lot of times people come to the shop and they're like, you know, I don't know if we can afford, um, you know, doing full raw, you know, what are my options? Like you have ton tons of options. Um, I totally get it. You know, 
there's studies, uh, University of Helsinki, Dr. Anna Bjorkman out of, out of, um, University of Helsinki in Finland, her team of uh, scientists determined just doing 20% of raw fresh food in a dog's diet dr drastically decreases their chance of, of ailments and disease and increases longevity. Um, and I won't get into that study, but it's a very, very interesting study. Um, Let's back up a little bit. Yeah. What is what is like raw food? Yeah, what raw is, food. Yeah, like what's, what's uh, raw food for a dog? So they say, and, and there's... This isn't 100% accurate, but for the most part, um, raw food is trying to duplicate what mother nature has already made for the dog. Okay. So, um, our dogs are not wolves obviously, but they do share 99.9% .9 of their DNA with their mitochondrial DNA with the, with the gray wolf. So their physiology and the way to eat food and digest food is, is very, very similar, if not the same. So they the, the raw diets that we carry. We carry brands like Steve's and Solutions, uh, Steve's Real Food, Solutions, Answers, Pet Food, Northwest Naturals, uh, Small Batch. And all these companies are pretty much duplicating like what a prey animal would consist of. Okay. So like 80% muscle, 10% bone, you know, 10 to 20% organ meat. Um, and then they'll put some like ground up, you know, pureed or fermented fruits and vegetables in there because this is maybe TMI, but like if you give a dog a carrot, like a baby carrot, it comes out the same way it went in because mm -hmm. they can't break that down. They can't break cellulose, like the, the cellular wall of a plant cell. They can't break it down. So, um, and that's due to like the acidic stomach. Um, it's just, they don't have enough amylase, the yeah. enzyme that breaks down carbohydrates that we have. They just don't have, they have none of it in their mouth. And then they have very, very little of it depending on breed and a dog uh -huh. and everything else in their gut. So okay. I always make that analogy and people are like, oh yeah, I was, when I pick up their poop that I can see it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. cause they're not, like it doesn't hurt them. But if you want to get more out of that carrot or out of that fruit or vegetable, if you, if you puree it or you gently cook it or ferment it, it's way more bioavailable to them. Yeah. It's like when I eat corn from Chipotle, <laughs> that bad boy's coming out exactly, exactly. like how it 100%. went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So dogs, yeah, they, they really can't, they have a hard time breaking that stuff down. So the raw diets are really those meat, bone, and organ. Mm -hmm. So it's really trying to duplicate what a prey animal is. And you think about it too, like the fermented fruits and vegetables, like it makes sense, they're pureed. Because if you look at like wild canids, like you look at coyotes or fox or, or wolves, they're eating the stomach contents of the animal they're eating. Mm. And it's already pre-digested, it's already fermented. So like if you look at like the intestine of like a deer or an elk um, or a human, it's super long. I mean, you know, you've seen like the neurology book. Yeah. You probably don't remember this, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, yeah. I was <laughs> asleep during you that. You see, yeah, me too. <laughs> this is, I, you know, since I've been interested in pet food, I've been learning all this again. But like, you know, your intestines are really long. Yeah. And it's meant to like break down these, these fruits and vegetables and grains and things like that, right? Um, where dogs just don't have that. They don't have that ability. So- so if they so if they eat like a, a dead deer or they attack a, a, an animal that was eating- you know, fruits or vegetables, it's yeah. already pureed. It's already been oh, digested in the intestines. They'll so eat that pre-digested yeah, material they that's inside. It. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. So essentially starting with, you know, similar to a human, right? Like there's a, a major issue with people's gut health, mm -hmm. which I believe is a direct correlation with people's mental health issues. Yeah. So doing like bone broth, doing raw milk, doing yeah. goat milk, yeah. uh, getting back to, you know, essentially the basics back to what, mother nature provided us as humans, also as pets. 
and then having a, a protein dominant, right? Like yeah. high quality meat. And then obviously with uh, animals, a little different having bone and, and, and yeah. liver, but it's, it's just, it's crazy how we've come. I think about this a lot, way more than I should, but it's crazy how we've come to like today's world where people don't even think twice about it. They just scoop and feed and they, that's like what dogs are supposed to be eating. It's like this processed pellets of carbohydrates. And, and then people go through this, this journey of, you know, oh, I think this, I heard this kibble is better. I heard this kibble. I'm, in my, I get in trouble for saying this all the time, but like to me, Say all for the, the most part, kibble is kibble is kibble. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's all the same shit. It's being made in the same factory for the most part. A lot of these prescription diets that people are paying an arm and a leg for, these same companies are putting them in, in bags, in different bags at a grocery store for half the cost. Same formula. So yeah, I think it's like eating, sorry to interrupt you, but I think it's good. like eating at like Wendy's, KFC, Taco Bell, McDonald's. Well, which one's worse? They all suck. They all suck. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not shaming. I, I don't want to shame anyone for feeding kibble. Sometimes, you know, for some people it's, it's all they can afford at the time and it's totally fine. I always tell people like, then just don't get a dog. Yeah. But there's that <laughs> option. Or just like, if you have one, like just trying to feed, like just trying to add more real food to it. You know yeah. what I mean? But I was, we had a, we, we do a podcast and we were talking to uh, Dr. Ian Billinghurst. He's this, this old vet from, um, veterinarian from Australia. And he's the man. He's like super opinionated, just tells it like it is, doesn't care. Oh yeah, that's and, my uh, people right oh, there. He's great. He's awesome. He's wrote, written a couple of really awesome books, but his big thing is like big pet food didn't get down to Australia until like the eighties. Mm. And so before then they, when he was like in a, in the midst of his practice, he, like his dogs were really healthy because people, and people were just feeding table scraps to talk like it, you know what I mean? And, um, which is funny because I mean, first off, bro, like 20 years ago, mm -hmm. it wasn't that normal to have like 99.9% .9 dogs to live in your house. Yeah. Let alone sleep right next to your fucking <laughs> yeah. head, you know? Share a pillow with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yo, Poppy, he takes half the king size yeah. bed. Look out, man. Yeah, he's, he has to have a fan, you know, on yeah. him. He's got to have the <laughs> the silk pillow to lay his head on. It's crazy. I'm like- Yeah, they're taking over. I'll be driving home like, yeah, bro, my dog growing up was on a chain outside in the backyard yeah. and we just threw shit at it. Like, <laughs> eat this, yeah. you know? I'm t and it's so funny because people are like- They'll come in like, we feed this kibble. We don't feed any table scraps. I'm like, man, you got to feed some, if you're feeding kibble, you got to feed some table scraps. Cause that might be the only fresh food they'll ever mm. get. You know what I mean? Um, depending I, on the table scrap, of course, I'm not talking about like pizza or tacos. I'm talking steak yeah. and maybe some liver or some fruits and vegetables yeah. or something. You know what I mean? How long are dogs supposed to live then? Obviously I'm sure oh, it varies dude, based on the breeds. Uh, yeah, it varies based on breeds. But I mean, we had like, for example, Great Danes aren't supposed to last long at all. But we had this girl that had, uh, her Great Dane just passed away. She This Great Dane was fed raw food since they were a puppy and she made it to 14, 14 or 15 as a Great Dane, which is insane. Yeah, for those um, that don't know what a Great Dane is, that's uh, a, a small deer. horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they usually don't live past like seven so, but there is a, there's now dogs, just like I tell people this and they, they don't believe me. Um, but there's, you can look it up. Um, but there's a, there's dogs living into their thirties. Yeah. Maggie, a uh, dog from Australia, believe it or not. She was, uh, I think an Australian Kelpie, um, like a herding dog. And she made it to 32. Whoa. She lived on a dairy farm. She's eating like raw milk. She's eating raw placenta and afterbirth and all kinds of what we think is really gross shit, yeah. um, but really good for dogs. She's eating all this raw stuff. 
um, really good diet. And then she was getting, she would follow the farmer on his tractor, like 12 kilometers there, you know, across the property and back every single day, stress-free life. So diet, exercise and stress-free life. And this dog lived to be 32. So, um, and there's more, there's other dogs out there living to be that old. So we don't even think about that, you know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy to see how many people have dogs. It's crazy to see how domesticated they've become, but also I think they're a direct correlation of the owner's lifestyle. Like it's actually crazy to see, like I can see photos of Poppy and say, Yo, he looks like a he's little bit to, more. He's starting to look like me. A yeah, bit. I'm like, damn, he's been <laughs> yeah. eating good. And it's I like ain't morphing. talking about the raw diet. I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about yeah, stress. The extras. Yeah. yeah, the extras yeah. not moving enough, uh, which, yeah. you know, you could still argue. But yeah, um, yeah I, I, I'm i excited that you came on because uh, I was reflecting and kind of thinking like, what's relatable? Who's someone that can come in that everyone can relate to yeah. uh, in a unique way? And yeah, what you're doing with fangs and fur is incredible. Can people find stuff? No one, no on one thought we would. I, I didn't know this that when I opened the business because yeah. my family was were pretty supportive and friends, but no one actually thought. I had like bets against me, <laughs> like my cousins bet against me that this would not. You this, like go use the restroom, like dude, that's fucking horrible business that's idea. A terrible <laughs> idea. Like this is not going to make it. You know what I mean? And it took off, and everyone's like, you know, with with COVID too. We opened up and then COVID hit and everyone's like, dude, how did you make it through COVID? I'm like, dude, don't feel bad for us because, you know, we were allowed to stay open, fortunately, because, you know, the government shut, made all these companies or businesses shut down and had to go out of business. We were allowed to stay, we were considered essential. Mm. Everyone got dogs during COVID or another dog. Um, stimulus checks kind of helped out with mm. people. So like, you know, we, we survived that. Um, and it's just, you know, we've, we've partnered with some great veterinarians and it's been an awesome partnership, like both ways. Like we give them a lot of business, they give us a lot of business. And the most beautiful thing about it is this: these dogs and cats have a great veterinarian in the corner. They have, um, you know, nutritionists in the corner that know what they're talking about. And these dogs are thriving. And, um, and you know, cause there's, there's a lot of vets out there. Um, and I'm not poo-pooing on the, um, the vets at all. Cause there's some, there's some really great ones out there. Um, we work with Dr. Carlson from Lifetime Pet Wellness Center here in Columbus. Um, but there's, you know, Dr. Judy Morgan and Dr. Karen Becker and uh, Dr. Ian Billinghurst and all these great people out there. Um, but there's a lot of veterinarians and I don't blame them. I blame the universities, but there's a lot of veterinarians that know very, very little, if anything, about nutrition. And the, what's taught to them about nutrition is taught to them by Purina, Imes, Royal Canaan, Hills, because they have reps that come into the universities. Actually, the book that they use for nutrition, they take one elective on nutrition, by the way, one elective. And the book they take is actually comp- is on the back, on the very back of the textbook. I have it because I took nutrition courses and had to use this textbook. Um, and it says compliments of Hills. So people don't know this, but pet food came before veterinary medicine did. So they've always been intertwined. Um, so there's a stigma that raw, there's all these myths about raw food. Raw food is, it's got all these pathogens, salmonella, E. coli, listeria, you know, but if you look at the recalls in the last 10 years, 98% of recalls yeah. have come from dry pet food. Like, let's be honest, they are putting everything under the sun. I mean, there is, they did, someone did a DNA analysis and I won't say it on this podcast, but there's a certain brand of pet food that- Say the brand. Say the brand. It was, um, <laughs> Oh, what is her name? She she's a chef. Uh, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> no, not Hillary Clinton. Michelle Obama. Not Michelle Obama. Or Michael, Michael Obama. Obama. Yeah, um, there we go. 
Whoa, be careful. Did be I say that? Be careful. Um, Speaking of chefs and the Obamas, yeah, panic yikes. Oh, yikes. Oh, boy. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to go cook for them. <laughs> no, no way. What's the, what's the Clinton count at now? Oh, bro. Their body Is it count. over 50 people that have worked for them that have committed suicide? Something like that. Yeah. Um, Anyways, what were we talking about? One of the My chefs. Conspiracy head on. Oh yeah, bro. I'm all, I'm all about it. You're all in on that. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in. Yeah. Just the, uh, no, but, uh, what was it? What was I talking about? I think I the big about? brain that had like the chef. No, that oh did yeah. Study. It was, oh my God. What is her name? Um, Anyways, this limited ingredient lamb and rice formula is supposed to be just like like lamb and rice, and then probably a whole bunch of other carbohydrates. And um, obviously, they all these companies use synthetics, synthetic vitamins and minerals. I don't mm-hmm. use real. They someone did a DNA analysis, and they found it's supposed to be lamb and rice. They found uh, venison. They found turkey. They found pork. They found beef. They also found dog. Oh. They found dog DNA in the dog food. Because what these kibble, a lot of these kibble companies do is they they buy this meat meal from these rendering facilities. And these rendering facilities, what they do is they gather roadkill, uh, expired uh, meat from the grocery store, um, euthanized dogs and cats, zoo animals, things like that, 4D animals, dead, down, diseased animals. And they throw it in a huge vat, cook the shit out of it, and they sell it to the pet food companies as like a meat meal. Mm. So, and then, you know, then they add a bunch of carbohydrates to it, cook the hell out of it. And then they spray it with a synthetic vitamin and mineral mix um, from usually like China. Um, so like there's there's been some big recalls in the past with dry pet food because it like there's one that they put too much vitamin D and it killed thousands of dogs across Europe and the US because it's a fat soluble vitamin. So they can't just pee it out, right? So they put too much of it in. Someone in China put too much vitamin D in the premix and uh, you just don't have any control that you're feeding. You know, it's like the FDA, right? Like the FDA, FDA regulates nutrition, right? When it comes yeah. to like humans food and, mm-hmm. you know, the calories, the protein, the fats, basically everything that's on the label, right? And there's gray areas. It's like the spray yeah. butter that you see, like it says zero <laughs> yeah. calories, but I think it's like for a 0.25 seconds, it's technically five calories, but because it's below oh, five calories, they can put zero. Well, it's like know. this, it's like zero sugar, but there's sucralose in here, right? So like it's, Obviously, how do you, how are you getting around to that? Always a gray area. It's, yeah. it's not necessarily what's, who makes the rules? Yeah. You know, it's like not what game were we playing. It's like, who's making the rules for the game? Who's influencing them, yeah. So is it the FDA that regulates dog food? And how do you guys vet to make sure that the products that you guys are, yeah. uh, you know, selling is legitimate? Yeah. So, well, there's a, there's a, um, a group of officials called AFCO and they make up the, I can't remember, I can't remember what the acronyms for. It's a American association feed control officials, or I, I don't know, some, some along those lines. And they, they control, um, they kind of set the standards for pet food. So you hear like complete imbalance is like, they kind of made that up. Um, okay. As a, as a marketing thing. There's also the NRC, the national research council, and so like a lot of our brands actually meet NRC standards. So everyone always comes in and they're like, does it meet AFCO standards? I'm like, yeah, but those are, those are shit standards. Like those are minimums. Like you look at the kibble, it's minimum protein, minimum fat. It's very minimal. The brands we sell are meeting the NRC standards, the National Research Council, which are hitting optimal levels of canine nutrition. Um, so that's a big thing for us. And then, you know, a lot of the companies we sell, their sourcing is, is 
like they say they're proud of it. So they, they put it on their website, they put it on their packaging. Um, a lot of them are sourcing from regenerative farms, which is really cool for, cause we, believe it or not, we have a lot of vegans or vegetarians that shop with us. Um, and I think it's really cool because I think that's where people like you and me or people who are like animal based and people who are vegan or vegetarian kind of meet in the middle and be like, yeah, regenerative farming is probably our best option at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, because I think a lot of, I was having this conversation the other day with someone because, you know, they think they don't, they chose not to eat meat because of the harm with the animal and the environment and all these things. And I was like, yeah, I get that with factory farming. I'm against that too. I don't want, I don't want meat from my factory farm. Um, but you have to think about from the, the vegetable side of it too. I mean, there these huge uh, fields of monocrop agriculture that they're just decimating ecosystems using all kinds of fertilizer and pesticides. And then they come through with the big uh, tillers and they're killing all these burrowing animals, birds and snakes and reptiles and all these mammals and fawns. And um, it's like, are they not cute enough to care about? Like, you know, it's, it, those are wreaking havoc and it's wreaking havoc on the topsoil. So it's like, I think both sides can kind of meet in the middle and be like regenerative farming where they're not using all those chemicals and pesticides and is, is the way to go. Is it scalable? I don't know, but I think it's our best, best bet right now. But anyways, a lot of the companies we sell are, are sourcing from those kind of places. Okay. They're gap rated and, and yeah. They're also using certain precautions too. Like we have a couple of companies that ferment their foods. So they inoculate it with a whole bunch of healthy bacteria mm-hmm. so that pathogenic bacteria can't grow on it. It's also really good for the gut health, just like eating fermented foods for us. Um, little cool fact, a lot of wild canids actually bury their catches, their prey, and they'll keep it buried underground for two weeks. And for a long time, scientists thought that they were doing it to hide it from other predators, which didn't make any sense because other predators can smell that too, right? Mountain lions, bears, they can all smell that. But what they're doing, maybe not knowing that they're doing this, but they know there's some kind of benefit to it, but they're actually fermenting mm-hmm. their food. Yeah, and then you come back to it two weeks later and it's all gross and fermented. Your dogs, our dogs do this all the time. Burying bones in the backyard and going back to it, you know, digging up dead stuff, eating dead squirrels and nasty stuff. This is... Whoa. Yeah, like when we give Poppy a milk bone, super high God, quality. are you kidding me? <laughs> you better. I'm, I'm uh, burn your place down. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, milk he'll, bone. He'll Don't go. feed milk bones. Everybody yeah, has it. God, those are awful. Shout out to our sponsor, Milk Bone. <laughs> Thank you for this uh, yeah. this space. But he'll go hide it. Like he'll go, or yeah. like out of nowhere, he'll just start digging. Yeah. He'll just start digging into the couch. Yeah, or it's he'll so start, cool. It's so cool to see yeah. dogs and their like ancestral like behaviors, yeah. like their primitive behaviors. And people don't realize that. Like people, like so many dogs want to like snap off the leash to catch a squirrel. I mean, mm. they are, cause they, they're killers. They're hunters. They are carnivores. You know what I mean? But we don't think of them like that cause they look like golden doodle. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they still have those instincts. How, how do those conversations go when you have vegans walking around uh, shopping for a bunch of animal products? Do you tell them like well, when they walk you know, in? When you walk in our shop, we have this table. You've seen it. Which it's, by the way, in Grandview, yeah, you just got one Grandview. location, right? Yeah. We want to well? open another one. Yeah. We have an online presence okay. as well. Yeah. Uh, so when you walk in our shop, we have this big table. It's really cool. I think it's really cool. Uh, we work with this, this girl called girls gone raw. Say that one more time. Yeah, <laughs> Girls gone raw. I got to be careful when I say <laughs> that. I got to focus. Um, and what she does is she sources all these really good animal parts, uh, from the Ohio area. Um, so we have things like duck necks and, um, rabbit heads 
and uh, knuckle bones and um, fish heads and rabbit feed and chicken feed and duck feed and all, all this really cool stuff. So a lot of times we get vegans and vegetarians coming in like, what, it's like a, they just walked into like the house of horror. You know what I mean? Um, so I got to talk them through, hey, this is all stuff that is really well sourced. It's um, was going to be discarded because a lot of times people are eating these animals for human consumption, right? But these parts that humans won't eat or don't eat are actually really, really nutrient dense to our dogs and provide stimulation. I would say chicken necks, duck necks, like my dogs get multiple frozen raw necks a week because they're nature's toothbrushes. That's how, like my Aussie, he's 12 years old. He's never had a teeth clean his entire life. He's got perfect teeth um, because he eats raw food. So he's not getting all those carbohydrates and he's getting duck necks or chicken necks or turkey necks every, almost every day. Because the bone will like strengthen their teeth and yeah. clean. It's the good for teeth, their teeth. Right? It's got, obviously it's packed with all these, you know, calcium and phosphorus and all these minerals in there. And then on the back end, it's a gross to talk about, but all the, we'll, we'll talk about it because it's such a common thing. If you're listening to this, your, your dog probably has anal gland issues because it's like everyone takes their dogs in to get their anal glands. It's, my dogs have never had that done in their life because they have, they have really firm stools from the raw food. It's the benefit of feeding raw food is you don't have these huge cow pies. And it secretes those glands. For naturally. people that don't understand what he's saying, uh, how your dog takes a shit. Yeah, yeah. Like Not, a nasty, and everyone knows. Like there's some people out there that like a bag, they can't even fit their dog shit in a bag. And I'm like, oh yeah. my God, dude. Yep. Got to fix that. And what you're saying, it's like, it's like humans having pancreas cancer, right? It's like when yep. males get a finger shoved up their ass when they're 40 because mm-hmm. all the things that we're consuming through our gut that we shit out that creates cancer from sugars, lifestyle. And super inflammatory. Yeah, just Kibble everything. is super inflammatory. Like it's, I can't, I can't even like anymore. Like we see a lot of dogs with allergies, a lot of dogs with cancer, um, a lot of dogs with pancreatitis or EPI. So all, the, all these diabetes, all these things. And it's like, we can't fix anything until you fix the diet. Yeah. You can't, you're just not going to. I mean, it's especially with, if you're going to feed kibble, like it's, I, I waste your time, I waste my time. Like it's just not going to happen. But it's, I think it's no different, if not potentially more confusing than humans, because in my personal opinion, I think that you, I put in quotes, you can be vegan. I just definitely don't think it's by any means the best option. I think that you yeah. need to have, and it's like, well, red meat makes me feel like crap or mm. has all these chemicals. It's like, well, yeah, the meat that you're buying from Kroger. Yeah meat that you're buying from Walmart, but yeah, if you go to your studies, local farmer. The studies they do, like I, I get this, it trickles down into the dog yeah. food world. Like people are like, oh, we don't want to feed their dog red meat because you know, some like CNN, I remember they said that um, eating red meat is comparable to smoking a pack a day. I'm like, what the fuck? What are you or talking Or like the about, Netflix dude? documentary that has like oh, yeah. all this quote unquote data around how yeah, being vegan Yeah, it was James Cameron that did that. And then a the week yeah. later he came out with his own vegan line of food. Yeah, so <laughs> it's all about the money. But I mean- a lot of those studies that you you see, they're they're not taking into account the association, right? So like people are eating like that kind of red meat, like a hamburger. Okay, so what else are they consuming when they're eating that? Well, they're eating a bun, they're eating French fries, but and they're gulping it down with a huge Coke. You know what I mean? And then maybe an apple fritter. I it's just like that's not you know. Um, they've also done really cool studies. You ever follow um, White Oak Pastures? Is that a Is that Will Harris? Uh, yeah guy, old farmer dude that he converted his family farm that's been in the family for like a hundred years. He converted it to a regenerative farm down in Georgia. Mm-hmm. 
revitalize the economy, revitalize the ecosystem. Um, but they did a study where they followed the start and finish from a hamburger that he made and then compared it to the impossible burger and his, and his burger was actually carbon negative. Like it was taking carbon out of the atmosphere compared to the impossible burger, which is like, just, yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's like the vegans that say, well, I'm vegan because I love animals. Well, I love animals too, mm -hmm. but when you are vegan, the chemicals, mm -hmm. what farmers have to do is killing more animals and insects. Yeah. Decimating and ecosystems. Decimating yeah. the ecosystem. It's and decimating the topsoil. But yeah, there's it's crazy. But there's, they, we do have vegans that come in and they do, like they're on it. Like they, they only eat like organic, fresh. They grow a lot of it themselves and they do it right. If there's a way to do it, that's the way to do it, right? Is you're eating fresh and you're not buying stuff from Kroger, yeah. you know? So eating tofu, that sounds horrible. Not for me. Um, I, after doing, after trying animal based like a year and a half ago, I just, there's no looking back for me. I just feel so much better. Yeah. I'm like in the best shape of my life right now. Yeah, you look My great, wife bro. hates it. Like, yeah. I just like, I just keep getting like, well, you know, I work with Grant. Grant's the Grant Shoemaker. Yeah, shout man. out to Grant. Shout out to Grant. Fit one four. What are you, uh, yeah, I guess what's like a diet look like for you in a day? We live out uh, north of here, north of Columbus. And we, I'm talking about this where I'm getting to, there's a reason why I'm saying this. Um, we have 15 chickens now. So I eat a lot of eggs. Yeah. Um, Dang, bro, you're balling. You got 15 chickens. 15 chickens. I know it doesn't seem like a lot to like some farmers, but. Um, it's like talking to me. Like I got 15 rental properties. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I got 15 chickens, man. Come on. Uh, and the variety. And we just got bees. I haven't had, we yeah. haven't harvested any honey yet. But um, so yeah, I eat, I mean, we eat a lot of eggs and we eat a lot of meat. Um, and then, you know, if we have a salad, Whoa, a we're salad. Not, well, we're not using like, you know, it's crazy when you go to the store and you buy like salad dressing, like the first ingredient is canola oil. Yeah. I saw butter the other day that said butter with canola oil. Like it was like advertising <laughs> canola. I'm like, what? Like, well, people are not paying attention. This shit will kill you. <laughs> you if know? you look at the side of a, I think I just noticed this out in Colorado, my buddy and I, shout out to Jay. We got Chipotle. We we're in a crunch. Yeah. And it said, made with real ingredients and it was like avocado chicken whatever and then yeah. it said like canola oil damn like yo that ain't that's not real and then they cook it which is yeah. like even worse it yeah. oxidizes the hell out of it so you guys are eating hidden hidden valley ranch is that no, usually your that's go -to? What i'm saying we dumped all that shit out we drink out of metal cups now because now yeah you know, listen to one podcast about microplastics and i'm out that's a whole other topic that's a whole nother topic holy um, cow but you know we uh to tie that in, you know, it is something worth thinking about. Your dogs or cats will eat out of the same bowl every day. I really recommend um, finding an American-made stainless steel bowl. There's a company called like Bassi, I think, B-A-S-I. Um, they make American-made steel. Um, so it's not like recycled steel or, steel or something like that. It's it's non-toxic and- um, No China steel around no here. No China steel. It's all good stuff. <laughs> it's- uh, uh, the, we use a mine pet platter, which is like a, it's like a, it's a feeding tray for dogs essentially. Cause that's how they evolved. They didn't evolve to eat out of a bowl. 
Yeah, talk it about that. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is actually really interesting because we always focus on what we're feeding our dogs, but not how we're feeding the dogs. A lot of times people put a bowl in a corner of the room and now the dog's kind of, I mean, how would you like to eat with your head in a corner, like up against the wall? Like it isn't like, you know, a terrible, that would suck, you know? It's like eating your full, like eating a meal out of a, a popcorn bag or out of a popcorn bowl. Yeah, and you can't use your hands. You yeah. Know what I mean, um, and so- we have these platters. They're awesome. They're made in America. Made, I think they're out of Wisconsin. Um, Carol is the lady that developed them. Um, she's fantastic. And dogs, if you look at how they eat in wild, it's they eat on a flat surface. They don't eat out of a bowl. And so a lot of times dogs get like all this indigestion or they're vomiting or having all these, this blow and just all these digestive issues. And honestly, it's just because they're eating out of a bowl. So dogs will shovel food against the back of the bowl and then they'll intake all that food without chewing it with a bunch of air at the same time. And it causes all kinds of bloat and, and digestive issues on the back end. Or um, if people like dump a, you know, was it Kimble? Kibble? Kibble. If they dump kibble into a bowl. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And their dog is like drooling at the bit ready to eat. Yeah. And they devour that food in like yeah. three seconds. It chewed like 20% of it. Next <laughs> thing you know, it's like swollen. Yeah. And ready to. Bloated. Bloated, yeah. ready to vomit. Tired. It's energy yeah. level. Drops. Yeah. 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 I always tell people like eating, like eating kibble would be like eating comparable eating. Like if you're just eating donuts in the morning, like I say you have three donuts for breakfast and go to work, you're going to be spiking and crashing like all day. You know what I mean? It's the same thing for dogs. But anyways, back to how they eat. The feeding, the mind pet platter is great because it's, it's made out of natural cellulose. It's, it's non-toxic. It's de designed for dogs and cats, how they eat naturally. It slows them down force them to use their tongue and their incisors when they eat, which is what they should be doing. Um, but it's been a real game changer. And you're supposed to like, my dogs, I feed out in the backyard or on, on the deck, or if it's inside, they're eating just like in an open area. You know, I don't put it up against the wall or anything like that. So that's, it's an important thing to talk about when you have it, when you have a pet. Yeah. We don't talk about it enough, but. Yeah. Your dogs are like in boarding school, bro. It's like military camp. Heck yeah. Poppy would last like 12 hours there. <laughs> yell, Fuck this. Yeah, my dogs also, they eat once a day. Um, yeah, talk yeah. about that as well. Yeah. Same thing, like, you know, the same process kind of works in dogs as well, right? So like the whole fasting concept, you know, dogs, dogs were, they're not good hunters, right? Like that's why they're, they evolved into pack animals because they were more successful in packs. Cats, I would say, are they're like psychotic, murderous psychopaths on four legs. The average outdoor cat kills like 12 to 14 animals a day. I mean, they are legit killers. And they're supposed to eat multiple times a day because they're so good at it. They've evolved that way. Dogs aren't. And so um, fasting is just part of their nature. It's actually really good for them. It turns on a process of autophagy. It's like a, a cellular cleanup in their body. Same thing that happens to us and humans when we do it. Um, yeah, it's just, it's better for them. It's better for their circadian rhythm. It's it's better for their, their cellular cleanup and it's just their, their mood and behavior. So uh, my dogs eat once a day and it depends. Sometimes I feed them when I wake up. Sometimes I wait a couple hours. I kind of keep them on their toes. I was going to ask about that because yeah. I feel like Brenda and I, my, my girl, yeah. we like bicker like every other day, like mm -hmm. he's hungry. I'm like, no, he's not. Like, I just made a steak. Of course he's hungry. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me eat and then wait like 20, 30 minutes. Then I'll feed him. Yeah. And or let me feed him. Yeah. Poppy. And then I'll, then I'll eat my food and he's still going to beg. He's still going to beg. Yeah. And I'm still probably going to give him a couple yeah. pieces of that ribeye. But it's not like every day at noon or every day at five, 
It's just one depends on people's yeah. schedule, lifestyle. I also, I also like to feed earlier in the day. Really? Yeah, they've done studies on this. It can really if you if you feed within like a two hour window of them of their bedtime, it messes up their circadian rhythm. So you should really be feeding outside of that two hour window. Um in the morning or afternoon, something like that. I do mornings. Then I let them settle for a little bit and then we'll go for a run or for a walk or something like that. So what about like dry paws, like when their their paws get like cracked or allergies, yeah. uh, little stuff like that where, you know, put a cream on their paw or. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's so much, like, there's so many topical products out there. Mm-hmm. I'm always looking at it internally. Like what's going on internally that this is happening? Like what's the, what's the root cause? Right. And so um, for me, I'm looking at like, so probably moisture is a dog mm-hmm. la- lacking moisture in their food. Um, they're dry and cracking like that. Do they need omega threes? You know, omega threes is another, it's a crazy, you know, a lot of people add omega threes to their dog's food. Um, kibble companies do put omega threes in there, like fish oil, for example. Mm-hmm. But I always tell people, you know, most of that fish oil is rancid before the companies even get it. And then they put on a bag for two years, put it in a bag for two years, sits on a shelf in Houston, Texas, you know, in a warehouse for two years, with there's no temperature control before I even mix it to the pet store. Like it's, those fats are always so rancid before the dog even eats it. And they've done studies where actually worse off eating those rancid fats than they are just not having them. So choose your omega-3s wisely, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, you know, make sure it's molecularly distilled um, in a glass jar, always refrigerated, that kind of stuff. Um, I don't want to go down that road, but yeah, just omega-3s can be kind of, mm-hmm. they can be great for a dog. And actually there's, there's studies out there that show that dogs, the longest living dogs are dogs that are fed commercially f- uh, prepared raw food with supplementation of omega-3s. Which so. would be, what, what would that be? <laughs> like, like just like fish yeah. oil. Or okay. uh, we sell, we actually sell, and you know, I'm not a huge fan of like, well, we, we sell an algae based, um, this is by Adored Beast and it's uh, it's an algae based omega-3. So it's it's cool cause it's sustainable. And I'm usually not a fan of like plant-based products for, for dogs when it comes to like nutrition, but they've done some really cool studies on this and the algae is sustainable, but it, it's also higher in EPA and DHA than uh, salmon oil, like the two essential fatty acids that dogs need. Mm. It's higher in both of those. Mm. So it's pretty potent stuff. It's good. It's real good. We've bought Poppy those like little fish. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, or that, if you have access to yeah. like, uh, it's like sardines, you know, like whole sardines are great. Or sometimes you can go to the grocery store and buy like the canned sardines and water. Mm-hmm. So make sure it's not in like a, some kind of oil or vinaigrette or who knows what else they put in there. Just like the plain water ones, like no sodium. Um, those are great as well. Yeah, what's like some other human food that dogs can eat that, you know, if someone's just trying to like, I guess you could say, uh, transition their dog mm-hmm. into like more raw food and or they want to give their dog a little snack while they're eating dinner as well. Like what are some do's and don'ts? Like one, no Hidden Valley Ranch. No Hidden Valley Ranch. For the human and or the dog. Yeah, for everyone. You yeah. just burn that. Um, so like sardines, fish. Yeah, sardines, fish, meat, poultry. Um, everyone's afraid of chicken for dogs. Everyone thinks their dog's allergic to chicken. It's probably because they're feeding like a chicken kibble and the dog's reacting to it. Um, mm-hmm. the, the problem, they cook They cook this stuff at such high temperature that it changes the structure of the, the protein. And so the body doesn't recognize it and it shows up as an allergy. Anyways, um, just whole chicken like that. 
Onions is definitely uh, something to stay away from. Um, don't be afraid to feed garlic. There's this myth that garlic is toxic to dogs. Unless you're feeding an insane amount to it, it's actually really good for dogs. Um, it's good natural flea and tick deterrent as well. Um, but I, I focus on like just like whole foods, like just like meat. If I'm eating like a steak or if I'm eating, I do eat raw, like raw, a raw liver. So it's, it's weird. It's the only way I can eat liver. Do you, do you ever eat liver? You tried it? Bro, look at me. I'm bigger than liver king. <laughs> this, this is, is natural. natural. This is That's natural, all natural. Come on now. No juice. Well, I'll take some, I usually do like the supplements. I usually do yeah, like the, I can do the capsules. They get stuck yeah. in my throat though. I don't, I'm, I don't get know. it, but throw that shit down. Baby. It's gross. It's Come like, I now. can feel it. I, but I didn't grow up eating liver. So that shit tastes terrible to me. But yeah. if I like cut it up, if it's like frozen and raw and I cut it up in like little cubes and just you like flash it, freeze it. And yeah. then like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grant actually told me to do that. And I was like, oh, this actually ain't that bad. Yeah. Like, he, like an ounce of it at a time. It's handful. Yeah. I've done that a few times. Yeah. So I'll, if I'm doing that, I'll cut some pieces off. My dogs go crazy for oh, it. Oh yeah. I mean, liver is like the multivitamin for them. Where do you get the liver from? Strawberries. What? Where do you get liver from? Uh, we get liver from, we buy a cow. We buy a portion of a cow. Mm. And then we get like some of the cuts and the ground meat and the liver and things like that. I'll also go to Copia, Copia Farms. You know where that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to so, Copia Farms. Shout out to Copia. We do their raw milk herd share for our kids, which is awesome. It's crazy. That's something else that like- We're from Ohio, bro. Blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we fucking fed, buy a whole house. Cows. <laughs> we keep that thing. Yeah. Living room. But you know, it's so crazy because like uh, raw milk is actually illegal in the United States. Talk about that. Yeah. It's crazy. So you have to actually join what they call a herd share. So you have to buy- essentially a portion of the cow to get its raw milk. Meanwhile, you go to Kroger and they have like a fruit loop infused milk for kids with like 50 fucking grams of sugar in it. And that's legal. I, that, I don't know how. And you know, the raw milk that we buy, like the, the Copia farms, like they, they test it. They give it to their kids. Like these, these cows are, you know, a two, a two Jersey grass fed cows. I think they supplement with grains like a little bit in the winter time. Um, but it's just like super clean and like, I'm pretty lactose intolerant, but I can drink a whole glass of that and does not affect me at all because it's raw. So it still has the enzymes in there to break down. It has a lactase still in there to break down lactose. So this, the, the milk you buy at the grocery store is just filled with lac lactose, um, but has no lactase. So you just like, people just can't digest that shit. Which is when you have pasteurized milk. Yeah. Cause it kills, it kills that. It's killing that all the, and it kills all the good bacteria. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, probably obviously the bad bacteria too, cause they're probably coming from, you know, factory farms and, you know, not very uncouth places, I guess. But, um, you know, Copia is not like that at all. They're super clean and do a great job, but yeah, I even give it to my dogs. Yeah. Like if I don't have goat milk, a lot of times I'll bring, you know, the raw goat milk home, but I'll run out and like my kids want milk in the morning, I pour the milk and then I'll pour it, you know, the raw milk over to my dog's raw food and they love that shit. Yeah. I have a bad habit of um, like that late night. I love dark chocolate and granola together. Like, uh, like the, like a, you can buy it like in a bag. There's like a organic <laughs> one that you can buy. So every time I buy it, I'm like, well, it's organic. And so it's, it's good for you. Oh, yeah. It's great for you. Yeah. And then I use raw milk. So I'm like, well, oh, fucking, nice. this is yeah. how I'm built. Yeah. I'm built different because of yeah. this. Yeah. You're getting some of that raw milk, baby. Still horrible to eat, you know, well, probably 50 grams of sugar like yeah, an hour before I go to bed. Before you go to bed, it's probably not good, but at least you're getting some good probiotics in there. Yeah. You know, you know it's organic else. and it's raw it's milk. It's organic. It's raw milk, man. You're doing better than 90% <laughs> of Americans right there. Yo, these Amish people, I've been saying, Jerry, Jerry knows. Uh, 
they had it figured out the whole time. Go home, churn some butter, get some raw milk, eat real food. And, yeah, they uh, really do. They, they didn't even like, they weren't, I just read something the other day, like COVID didn't affect them at all. Oh yeah. I mean, I, they're like COVID. That's like, that's our 13th I mean, kid's name. I mean, it did have like 99.9% survival rate anyways, but like the, yeah, the, the Amish like did, didn't affect him at all. Oh yeah. Right. Cause I mean, they're getting outdoor exposure. They're, you know, moving, working out there, just metabolically a lot healthier than the rest of America. Yeah. I mean, what? 99% of diseases in humans and dogs did not exist a hundred years ago. It's yeah. the lifestyle. It's what we're consuming. And most people don't even realize like using sunscreen yeah. is cancerous and our gut is so fucked, yeah. which is why yeah. you have skin cancer. Not, yeah. not because of getting burnt from the sun. It's your gut health is not in check. So and then you're you, applying. Do you sun your genitals? Oh yeah, dude. My, my neighbors <laughs> love me. They're like, damn, look at that Italian stallion in the air. <laughs> yeah, Brenda holds my ankles oh, up. Man. I follow this guy that always talks about sunning your genitals. I've never tried it, but. Yeah, I don't think that's. Uh, it's it, taking it a little far. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. bro, I'll just get some steps just in. Get some, get some sun. Some, yeah. With clothes on. Yeah, I'm some good. Clothes. Maybe minimal clothes, but some clothes. But if you guys want to come check it out, I live downtown. So, <laughs> you know. See your feet uh, in the air yeah. over the fence. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, well, those UPF shirts are great. You kind of look like a dork, but... The what, I'm sorry? Like the UPF shirts, you know what I'm talking about? Nah. Mm, I see, like a lot of fishing guides wear them, like the new, like the younger oh, fishing guides, yeah. like the hoods, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, that, those work. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's funny, now that I have like, since I got like tattoos when I was younger, ever since I got tattoos, I've like been more like paranoid about my skin, like taking care of my skin. mm I guess they're investments, right? So, like, you gotta you gotta protect them. What's your uh, What's your favorite tattoo? Um, I don't know. You know, people always ask me like what they mean and stuff, and they don't mean anything. Yeah, I literally just would walk in. This is like when I was working in like, for Hyatt Hotels, corp, you know, a corporation, and I just come home from work and I was just like so exhausted and so beat and just like, what am I doing with my life? And I'd walk into this tattoo shop. I knew these these artists pretty well, and I would just let them do whatever they want. <laughs> It's just like, here's my body, man. Here just it use it. Here it <laughs> Do whatever is. you want. Do you miss um, Hyatt Hotels? Listen, it, I don't want to badmouth it. I mean, it was it was a good experience for me, yeah. you know, from a business perspective. Um, you know, I got, I was, I worked in operations. So I had to learn about managing people. I had to learn about um, managing numbers and, and the whole operation. And so it was actually a good experience for me. Do I look back on my 20s and be like, damn, I just kind of, lost my out in my twenties, you know? Yeah, I do. But, um, I think overall it was a good experience, you know? So. Yeah. You don't really know how good it is to be an entrepreneur until you had worked like in corporate, Dude, but also crazy. you don't realize how beneficial corporate can be. I tell people this yeah. all the time. I'm like entrepreneurship. Have you, Have you worked corporate world? Yeah. I've been yeah. in the corporate world as well. And, but you can, it's also like a little secret to accelerate in your path in entrepreneurship to be like, Oh wait, I worked for this massive company, one of the largest companies in the world. I can yeah. implement that sure. procedure and process of hiring yeah. people, gives firing you structure. people. Yeah, it gives you structure and uh, you can put your own twist on it if you want to. I think that entrepreneurship is laid out to be a little bit sexier than what it really is. I sure. think there's more opportunities than ever before. Don't get for me sure. wrong, but you can take little nuggets from working a nine to five. Yeah, when you put it like that, yeah. 
you know, like working for a big corporation for a year, at least just oh. seeing it, experiencing it and then doing kind of going off and doing your own yeah. thing. I don't think it can hurt. I think I did it a little too long. Yeah. Like I was getting like, just like mentally, just not good. But, um, yeah, I think, I mean, I definitely learned a lot and I definitely took what I learned and, and use it, you know, in some of my practices I do today, but man, yeah, you're right. I could never go back. Oh, no way. I just care. I just, I'm not cut out for that. You know, I never I'd, was. And it was a struggle getting through it. Yeah. I'd be fired like the third day in. You would be for sure. For sure. You would defend someone oh. right off the bat. <laughs> just walk in, dude. Nope. Yeah. yeah you're out. Dude. Not today. I don't even like your look, man. Yeah. Does, uh, does chocolate kill dogs? Uh, I don't want to say it doesn't. It's just that chocolate is the chocolate we consume here in America. isn't really chocolate. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like mostly milk and sugar mm. chocolate, like the high dose, like high, like dark chocolate. Yeah. That can cause some damage for sure. Um, like the real, real chocolate, the real dark stuff. Yeah. What are, what are, you mentioned onions, chocolate. What are some other toxic things for like absolute no for dogs? I've heard avocado oil as well. Not really. I mean, definitely shouldn't be eating the seed. Um, but they make, they make a, there's a kibble called, I think it's like Avaderm. It's like, it's like avocado based or something like that. Mm. I don't know. Um, those are the two big ones. Yeah, yeah. People, a lot of times people, like I said, people like to throw garlic in there, but that's not, it's not toxic. Um, you feed an insane amount amount to them. Bones is one. So I love bones for dogs. We didn't talk about this. Bones are dog's best friend, right? Mm -hmm. um, obviously cooked bones or smoked bones um, are not good for dogs. So what happens is when they cook these bones or they smoke them, the collagen hardens and then they splinter. They can splinter. Um, so like GGR, Girls Gone Raw, like she slowly dehydrates her stuff. So if that's got bone content in it, slowly dehydrated at low temperatures. So the collagen actually stays intact. Raw bones are great. So like raw chicken necks, raw duck necks, things like that. Um, we do a lot of raw knuckle bones, which isn't really, they don't get, a, it's like huge. It's like knuckle bone of a cow, right? Mm -hmm. um, which are great for dogs. Like they've, they've done studies on them. They're super effective at cleaning like 80% of plaque and tartar off dogs' teeth. Cause they have to use, they're so big that they have to use their incisors and their molars and their premolars and carnosules. Like they have to use all their teeth to get all the sinew and the meat off. They're really cool. Um, plus they're Which, super mentally stimulating. People don't think about that, but like dogs need shit to chew on. Like that's like, look at them, like powerful jaws and, and teeth. And like, they, they need stuff to chew on. Um, don't feed greenies. I'll say that right now. They're whimsies or whatever the hell they have. Um, it's just, again, it's like rice flour is the first ingredient. It's like, what are we doing? We know, we know they can't do this. You know what I mean? And, and people see it like they don't work, but they keep doing them. You know what I mean? Um, just feed real bone. You know, yeah. that's like, that's for a dog. I'm telling you, I've, I've had lots of dogs and I've never had any dental issues. Yeah. Like I use, I make homemade bone broth. So I'll get like nice. a knuckle of a, uh, a cow or you can use like lamb or, yeah. you know, you can even use, I think like chicken carcass as well, but the knuckle has the most collagen of which correct me if I'm wrong. Collagen is good for your hair, your skin, skin your nails, nails yeah. good for protein. Yeah. Uh, same for a dog, right? Yep. I'm assuming oh, yeah. so when they're consuming that, oh, yeah. that raw bone, it's helping their hair, skin, nails, yeah. helping their teeth, clean their yeah. teeth. It also has like some anti-cancerous effects to it as well. Mm -hmm. The collagen and the uh, tendons and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, don't ask me the mechanism of that, but I, I had, 
had a conversation with Dr. Billinghurst about this because that's like that's his big thing with raw meaty bones and raw bones in general is how like anti cancerous they are. But for me, it's 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 the mental stimulation. I have a lot of people that come in. I work from home now, um, and their dogs driving them nuts. They're chewing on the the legs of the chairs and the legs of the tables and ottoman and like all these things. And they just don't. And they might have like a plastic nyla bone is awful, but like the dog just loses interest in that really quickly. But you get like a large knuckle, raw knuckle bone and the dog, I mean, that's, I mean, my dogs will just chew it until I take it away. So, I mean, I don't know how long that would go. I mean, I, I try to do like 20, 30 minute tops and then I'll take it away. Um, you know, it's enough stimulation, but like, man, when my dogs are puppies, they would just like chew, chew, chew. And they'd actually just fall asleep. Like it's like a pacifier for puppies. Um, they just like fall asleep like on top of the bone. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's like humans being able to click a button and we order Postmates. It's like, yo, we did not have to work for making that bread for the bun. Yeah. Raising the cow. About, yeah. Like you putting in the work. So then yeah. when you eat, you're like exhausted, like hunting for your food. Right. Yeah. Same for a dog. It's like, mm-hmm. You just dump some shit in a bowl and they eat it. Yeah. And they're like, I'm not tired. I don't yeah, burn it's, this. it's not stimulating at all. Yeah. Um, they're not using their senses. That's what's cool about the platter is like they have to use their sight, their smell. Um, they're using their taste buds. They, they, you know, it's, it's like they go around it. So you put it in the middle of the room and they actually start circling. You ever seen like wild dogs do that? Wild canines, wolves, mm-hmm. coyotes, things like that. They circle around their food while they're eating. And my dogs do that same thing when they have the room to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's cool. It's cool to see their like primal instincts come out, you know, when, when you allow it. We put poppies like, cause we have like one of those plates from, from fangs and fur. Yeah. Where yeah. You have we, a mine pet, pet platter. Probably. Yeah. yeah. We have that and poppy will only eat it if it's by the window. So he can like look out and see the view. Yeah. And, see, he wants know. that. Yeah. So a lot of times, yeah. A lot of times too. So the bowl, they put their head in the bowl and a lot of times dogs get nervous um, and they don't want to eat all their food because they have no, they can't see anything around them. They're 360 blocked. Like there's no peripheral vision. It's super loud in there. Their collar is sitting in a bowl, gives them all kinds of anxiety and anxiousness. Um, it's just a, not a good feeding experience whatsoever. You take that bowl away and you put them on a platter and it changes all that. They can see what's happening around them. You know, like he wants to, he wants that, he wants that, that panorama, man. Yeah, he, wants, <laughs> he wants that whole, the whole horizon. Like, yeah, this goat milk sitting different from this view up here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I think we covered, covered quite a bit. I think, uh, yeah, we did. You know, I think it's, you, people can't, you know, some people can't do all raw. Um, but I definitely recommend trying to get, like I said, a quarter of the diet of fresh raw food can have a huge impact on your dog. How do you transition so people ones. to, you know, a number, I mean, really three excuses is one, how do I get this? Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. drop, drop where they can check you guys out and we'll have it below yeah. the podcast as well. Uh, and, and you guys can check them out online as well on Instagram and social media podcast too. We do one of those yeah, you gotta, and for you a podcast podcast as yep. well. Um, so that's going to be people's one, one excuse is, well, I don't got a spot in my backyard. Well, one, you can, you can order it online. Uh, oh, you mean like to feed? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they make it so easy. I think it's easier than feeding kibble. Like mm-hmm. you just defrost the patty in the fridge overnight and then feed. And then when you feed, you take one out of the freezer, put it in the fridge. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that easy. Um, Don't microwave no it, right? I, yeah. I mean, if you microwave it, it's still better than feeding kibble, but mm-hmm. I would prefer you not, not nuking that thing. 
uh, you're paying good money for it. You know what I mean? So yeah. like put it under, if you want to, if you defrost in the fridge, over, it should be defrosted overnight or at least a day. Um, you know, or you could run some hot water over it or something like that. You could even cook it. Problem with cooking is dogs get really hooked on like gently cooked yeah. food. So, um, anyways, yeah, it's really easy. I think a lot, of, another one is the expense too, you know? Yeah, that's going to be people's second excuse is one, I don't have access, which they do. They can yeah. find stuff online. Yeah. And then two, the, the, Second piece to that, the process of like, oh, this is going to be more work. I'm busy. Aren't we all busy? Uh, it's, look, if I can do it, you guys can do it. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, two, the, it's the uh, the expense. The cost. And so I always tell people like, first of all, people are paying for processed, heavily processed pet food for the same amount that they would pay for raw food. So yes, it's, it's more expensive a little bit. But when you look at the long run, like my dogs go to the vet like once a year. And that's just me doing blood work on him, making sure everything's okay. And, you know, I have a 12-year-old dog that's been like that for years. So you, you, but, but again, and then I have a lot of customers who, you know, we're feeding kibble and we're feeding they, their dogs on three different medications. They go see the vet twice a month. They go, they go knock the dog out twice a year to have their teeth clean. Like how much money are you spending? They're spending thousands of dollars a month on their dog. It's like, all you have to do is change your diet. And then you cut all, you cut off all those expenses. I promise you, you have a happier and healthier dog. You know, it's cool because a lot of times people that happens and then people start making big changes in their own life. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people are like that too. Tons of medications, um, spending lots of money on, on you know, healthcare. Um, when it's like, damn, you just change your diet, work out a little bit, feel better, save some money. Yeah, it's always interesting when you kind of like wake up to that lifestyle change. Yeah. And- Again, clearly I'm not perfect, but you're like, wait, why is my dog eating this stuff? You look on the back of it and you're like, yeah, of course they don't feel good. This is the same company that makes the vaccine. Yeah. It's the same company. They're totally in our best interest, right? Well, well, it's also, you look at like Mars and Hills and all these, they, these are all the companies that make like Mars candy bars, like Snickers yeah. and all these. They're the ones that make all the shit food for humans. They're the same companies that make dog food. They own all the kibble. I don't want to go into it, but like the, there's a big DCM thing, dilated cardiomyopathy that like all the vets were like dogs need to eat grains. And that was a big whole scam. The FDA actually now has out on their website that, that there's actually no conclusive evidence that, that dogs need grains in their diet to combat DCM. So just, so we all, so we're all clear on that yeah. is a big, we, everyone knew it was bullshit from the start, but um, there's still some vets out there saying your dogs need grains. They do not need grains. Yeah. It's like looking at the doctor if you go in for a checkup and it's they're the like, same. they're like, Oh, you take this. I'm like, bro, have you gone to the gym in the last like yeah. 47 years? Yeah. There's no emphasis on, on diet yeah. and nutrition, you know, yeah, or, or exercise, you know, it's just like, here's a pill. Yeah. That it's, will help. Yo, it's, it's simple. Doesn't yeah, mean that could, it's not if hard. If they could put that in a pill, if they could put that like health and wellness and mood that you get from eating right and exercising in a pill, I mean- That'd be it. It's called Adderall. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it definitely suppresses your appetite. I uh, don't condone that. So what's uh what's the the last thing that you want to kind of share with the audience? And I mean, clearly you know a lot, but um, I mean, yeah, I hope I didn't talk too much, but um, you know, I just think we have to realize that our dogs are they're not that far removed from their ancestors and they 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 need diet. They need real food, just like we, they're, they're biological beings like we are, 
You know, mm-hmm. they need real food like we do. Um, they need real exercise like we do. You know, I don't care what kind of dog you have. Like your dog needs to get out and go for walks, not just for its, you know, physical state, but also its mental state. I mean, dogs smell in 3D. So wrap your head around that. They, they can smell a post and know who was there and how far, how far, or, you know, how many minutes, not minutes necessarily, but, you know, the, the length of time that that dog peed on that thing and, mm. you know, what it ate and, you know, it can, the amount of information they, they receive from smelling things is insane. So making sure they're stimulated. But yeah, for me, it's, you know, it's like, let's just try to get some real food. And just acknowledge that kibble is not great for them. If it's all you can afford right now, fine. But let's try to get some some real food. And don't be afraid to try raw food, especially from, you know, um, reputable companies like Steve's Real Food or Northwest Naturals or Answers, Solutions, Small Batch. All these companies are great. Bones & Co., we don't sell it here, but if we if we could, we would. Um, I think Viva Raw is another one that you can get online. Darwin's. These are all great companies that take a lot of precautions in their testing and making sure like a lot of them do third-party testing. We didn't talk about this, but a lot of them do third-party testing to make sure there's no pathogens in there before they release it. Some, some companies do a process called HPP where they use cold water pressure to disable pathogens. So, um, you know, don't be afraid to try those out. It's not going to hurt your dog. Your dog will only benefit from it. I said the last thing. I'm gonna keep going if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, what's holding you back from scaling another location? Oh man, that's a good. That's a great question. I think the I think the economy kind of scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to like I want to real bad because I feel like we've hit like a max that we could do at that shop. Like mm-hmm. we've done really well, but like we're not. There's a whole other areas of town that we're not catering to, and I know we would do really well. You think yeah. going like franchise model would be wise? I don't know. That's we, it's been brought up before with our with our we have a really good accounting team and a business advisor and um, the thing about us that makes us different is we're we're big on education. So all my employees are really well trained. They all have years of experience of feeding raw food. Mm-hmm. Um, they do training with the with the, the the raw companies themselves as well. So I, I can't just have like a like a high school kid working in there. Mm-hmm. So scalable is it, but to that point, we also have a, a lot of our customers want to be a part of it. Like mm-hmm. I have a lot of customers like, Hey, if you ever need help, let me know. I'd yeah. be happy to work here. Cause it's, you know, we have a really welcoming, we have a very different feel than any other pet food shop. I mean, it's like a, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a cult. It's a cult. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, um, it's just a way of living. It's like, once you start, once you wake up, once you start living this way, it's, it's hard to go back. Like you and I are, are not going to stop drinking raw milk now. No. Right. Like it's just no. a way of living. So you're like, of course I'm going to support this and mm-hmm. bring you on the show. And which by the way, forgot to shout out Jordan that yeah. she's the reason why I know you and know. Oh, no kidding. And yeah. She's the one that like, How I think you guys connect. she followed me on IG and then she just like was, uh, comedy whenever I would post Poppy. And so like, shout out to your, your staff, your employees. Nice. That yeah, we've got a great staff. They actually care. Right. So, yep. I mean, that's probably the hardest thing, right? Like, I guess yep. to give feedback to you, open up the other location, it's usually time, money, and people like yeah, knowing the energy that has to go into setting up that second location or third location and, or my fear is like, I don't like, I don't like to be static and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm getting there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I feel like there's this, like this, this in the back of my head, like this pressure to like, I need, ah, to, I need to open something else. 
And everyone is kind of like, I don't know, the economy, the way it's going right now. And, you know, I've seen other small businesses, I've, you know, there's in town that have opened up like restaurants and, and like shops and then they had to close them down like in the East Market and areas like that. And it makes me nervous. Like I don't want to stretch too thin, you know? Do you think you double down? Take risk, right? What? Yeah, definitely got to take risk. I mean, that's every day in business. But right. uh, do you think you double down like on online and doing like more content stuff? I think you guys, I mean, to give you my yeah. feedback, I guess, I think that's, if you want my unsolicited I advice, do. I, I think uh, I think you guys should be quad. I mean, you have a ton of clips that you can use from this, but I think you yeah. guys like quadrupling down on the education. That's a, that's a thing that like I got, it was a burden for me. I don't know if there's other people out there that have businesses like this, but it was like a burden to like, because I'm so big on educating because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that will say the opposite of what I say, like veterinarians, like never feed raw food, right? And I'm like, I got to give, yeah, it's crazy because it's like, you're the only profession that still recommends heavily processed food over real fresh food. It doesn't make any sense. But anyways. Yeah, and Jim, there's, there's a lot of pounds overweight. So. Yeah, yeah. And I would get, I would get people, I, I'd make a reel and of like my puppy chewing on a raw bone and like people would just go in. Like people wouldn't even follow and it messes with me. Like I can't like, I guess I'm kind of old school in that way. Like I can't just like post and move on. You yeah. know, if someone's going to say some dumb shit on a, on a post, like I got to respond, you know what I mean? But I had to do it kind of professionally kind yeah. of, but my struggle was I was trying to do, I think too much education. Mm. It didn't have to be so long. You know, I could keep it shorter and I think I just need to get someone that's just good at it to just do it for us and like they'll work with them but they would just kind of post it. Cause like I take 10 minutes to do one post or, you know, yeah. half a day to do a post where they take 10 minutes. Yeah. Know? It's like me talking about like business or financial consulting. I'm telling them how, like in my mind, here, here, here's some context. Yeah. Humans usually talk to their level by nature. If I'm going to go present in front of 200 people, I assume the crowd knows what I know mm-hmm. and or insecurities think that they know more than me. So I have to over deliver. So I'm going into it like, all right, I got to teach these 200 people how to be multimillionaires and how to keep it all by setting up trust and doing all these lucrative investment strategies and this, yeah. this, and this. And 99% of people in the crowd are like, bro, I have high interest debt and yeah. I would love to start a business and or like grow my income a little bit and like yeah. start investing. Oh, okay. And I'm See. like, oh yeah, I should probably right. like teach <laughs> yeah. that, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So for you, you're like, well, technically they are taking all the enzymes out and this, this, and this. So probably when you're posting, creating content, you're like, oh man, they probably like, hey, if you're watching this video, your dog should eat more meat and more real bones and some goat milk and raw milk. That's what I think it should be. Boom. Yeah. Or like I told my wife the other day, I was like, you know what I should just do with our social media is like, I'm going to start taking pictures of our dog's shit and just post them and be like, this is what your dog's shit should look like. Boom, <laughs> yeah. bro, boom. Like I just start taking shit photos and post Or like them. before and after photos of dogs that come in. Yeah. Like look at this dog. Because people never take the before photos. I got, I guess I should start taking the before yeah, photos. Yeah, I think. We always see the after ones and they're beautiful. You know what I mean? Yep. But we, I'm know. sure they have old photos though. Yeah. Like bro, I'll, I'll show I'll A lot of people some. don't take photos of like their dog when they're like, so, like their hair's falling out and their teeth are like, you know what I mean? Like people usually don't take photos and their dogs are kind of sickly looking like that. But some do, some do. And they'll send them to me. I have lots of emails of people with photos and it's I've, cool. It's I view it like a physical trainer. Like they show the before and after. Yeah. I think you should show that. I think that'd be cool yeah. to show like this is a direct correlation mm-hmm. 
of my clients and their dogs with just using food. Yeah. Yeah. Like here's what Tyler Bosetti looks like from yeah. drinking raw milk on a plate in the middle of his room. Damn, dude, we should do that with you. <laughs> Start with you. He looks we worse now. Before and after. <laughs> he looks worse. He looks worse. It's because he's adding dark chocolate and granola to it. But if he just did the milk, he'd be okay. He'd be a lot better. Uh, yeah. Bro, I had a blast, man. Thanks for doing this. We're going to yeah, do dude, this I, again. Yeah, this is great. It's a great setup you have. Um, I love this podcast, man. I was listening, like I said, I was listening to uh, a buddy, Dominic, the last couple of days on this podcast. He's the man. Shout out to Dom. Shout out to Dom. We were saying he's and, responsible uh, for a lot of good nights and bad nights. Yeah, he, I didn't know this until I was listening to the podcast, but he's responsible for uh, the numbers fest done at Ohio University, which was, if you know anything about it, it was wild time some of the best days, nights of my life. So number one party school Thanks, in the Dom. country for like a decade or something like that. Yeah. We've kind of, we've fallen off. Yeah. Like I don't remember top 10 anymore. Yeah. we got to come back. Yeah. Come on. Dom's got to do something big. He's got to come back big. <laughs> but anyways, man. Yeah. Thank you. This is awesome. I hope I didn't talk too much, but um, nah, bro. yeah. Had a great time, brother. Appreciate cool. you. Thank you. Peace.